All right. Wait. Uh, when you're ready. When I'm ready. Okay, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. It's Weird and Dave rank the movies. No, if you're looking for welcome to Wrexham, you're in the wrong place. But we love that. We love Wrexham and we love Ryan Reynolds. But welcome to the podcast tonight. We are ranking a really cool um, genre. I think I actually struggle with this one a wee bit, Dave. But anyway, how are you, man? You good? It's been a while since we podcasted last. Yeah, we we went on a bit of a run where we managed to record back to back to back episodes. We actually recorded next month's episode before this. So we might even, you know, awkwardly reference that somehow. Um, but sure, we're here now, wait. Um, and I'm doing well, son. Yeah, I think I already perfect. said that. But um, I've got a really important question for you. It's um, doing the rounds on social media at the minute. But Dave, do you know the Muffin Man? Um, uh, yes, because uh, if you'll remember back to your episode that you thought, you know, when we thought he was a producer, ladies and gentlemen, mm-hmm. he decided to choose children's movies as a top five list. It's our lowest listen to list. Um, get it sorted, listeners. Get it sorted. Yeah, go back and listen to that and you'll hear me talk about Shrek 2 and The Muffin Man is in Shrek 2. And remember, we had, this goes out in June, this episode, so whether your reference will still be relevant. Yeah, Adam Lambert, yeah. an unbelievable cover of The Muffin Man, and I can't get it out of my head. I mean, Even when I was looking earlier in my list, I was like, sing along, do you know The Muffin Man? Do you know The Muffin Man? <laughs> do, do, do. Okay. Sorry, guys. So this is a long-winded intro. Um, tonight's episode is crime. Um, it is crime, yes. Uh, I, I feel like this is almost, it's an interesting one, because I, I chose this list, uh, or this genre, because it's on the GCSE like uh, GCSE moving image syllabus is one of the like seven genres they look at five genres uh, and it's so kind of like you know just like what, what is crime but they, they they basically wanted to do film noir but they realized kids these days don't watch movies from the 50s so like oh we'll just do crime and we'll call it a day but we're doing crime today yeah and there's a <laughs> lot of things that we could clutch at to make things a crime movie but i think this one is quite it could be it could be mixed up or linked with action or this thriller. Is, yeah. This is an awkward one where kept, I think one of mine's lot, definitely a thriller. Like there's going to be a lot of movies where people are like that's not a crime movie. But our, what, what we're saying is that there's a crime if, in it. Yeah, if there's it's crime a crime in movie. it in any way, it's a it's a crime movie, which is fair enough. I think. Yeah, uh, it's kind of our our mid uh, trilogy action. Listen. Right, no, all right. We have three episodes, and they're all basically an excuse to talk about more and more action movies. And this is the middle one. Uh, there's also something very significant about this episode. We will have to explain at the end because it kind of like listen till after the th- there's a thing that happens that you'll notice about our lists. Uh, we'll we'll address it at the end. We'll address it at the end. Yeah, um, which is handy. But look, wait. Um, you know what to say about. Odd numbered podcasts. Oh, well, that's on to me. It's, you go first. I'm kicking us off with crime. Um, so there's one actor. Well, wait. I, I want to say this. I'm expecting car chases or explosions, bank robberies, heists. I'm expecting maybe you know a few murders in there or something like that. I'm looking forward to hearing what's on your list because you know I don't know. You're a bit of a wild card. You you know. Yeah, you just really don't know. Like I pick some classics. Some, some guys are just like to me. Some friends have reached out to me going, "Wait, what is up with your list?" There's some random movies that go in there, but I'm going to kick us off with um, an actor that people always underappreciate, and I think his best movies were definitely in the '90s, early naughty, early naughties. But it is none other, none other 
Then this is my number five. We're coming to co- going to go in with Gone in 60 Seconds with oh. Nick Cage and Angelina Jolie. That's super underrated. It's always actor. one you always forget about. But Gone in 60 Seconds, I love it. Um, it's all really about this retired car thief criminal guy and his brother gets into a lot of trouble with a guy called Raymond Kelly Tree, who's a really bad piece of work. The Carpenter, anyway, I believe they called him. What's that? He, the Carpenter, they call him because he likes woodwork. Oh yes, that is true. That is true. Uh, yeah, um, Doctor Who. He's very own Christopher Eccleston. Okay. Yeah. Do you yeah. watch Doctor Who? No. I also don't watch it. <laughs> so, so, but he's in it. You know, he's a go. good actor. And um, anyway, yeah, so long story short, um, Kev is um, Nick Cage's brother. Um, it's in trouble. He's on the. He's agreed to steal fifty cars, but then one night they get greedy and steal a random car, and the police bust them and capture all the cars and they have to make up for the cars so um, then um, in steps Nick Cage who plays this guy called Memphis Reigns um, and he then hires this crew of um, thieves to steal cars so um, the police catch on right away as soon as they see Memphis back in town they're like hold on what's going on so then they have to make the steal these cars and what I actually loved about this was the car list was done in UVP and that was like oh, yeah. that's pretty cool it's a really cool idea um, but uh, this is Shelby Cobra there's a Shelby Cobra in it which is the special one um, that he has he's never really got no not not Jose Mourinho or not um, Phil Parkinson from Wrexham Football Club but anyway <laughs> um, what I just guess what it. people recorded this two days after they won their promotion um, and we had still buzzing about it <laughs> yeah there we go we're already bringing um, that trip yeah uh, but he, he has to steal so they, they, they steal the 49 cars which seems pretty kind of straightforward there's a couple that are complicated but the most hardest one is the 1967 the most Ford hardest Ford Shelby GT5 my probably my favorite car. And that, there's, there's a lot in this movie that links out to me. There's Angelina Jolie. There's this GT500 Mustang. <laughs> there's Nick Cage. Um, before he went a bit crazy. Um, uh, I disagree. No. I disagree. I think that like the community does an episode is is Nick Cage a bad actor? He's had Oscar wins and nominations throughout his career, and then he's done some banana stuff like. Uh, Port of Call, New Orleans, Badly Tenant, and The Wicker Man. Haven't seen it. Isn't there, there oh, The Wicker Man? <laughs> that might feature one of my other lists oh, for yeah. all the wrong reasons. Yeah, I mean, it, like, I think he's a good actor. He just makes some choices that are bananas. <laughs> he just loves acting and yeah. anything. And they're like, yeah, Nick Cage, you want to do a movie? Um, yeah, and they're like, do you want to see the script? Nah, it's fine. <laughs> he's, kind of, he's kind of team in this movie as well like it's kind of a good balanced nick cage he's not you know doing any ridiculous stuff there's a few ridiculous things but it's not over the top or anything like that yeah he's, he's good in it you know gone 60 seconds we car chase maybe kind of car, yeah. boosting cars boosting cars a lot of stealing a lot of stealing going on and they even st- steal family wagon cars which is a bit weird but anyway yeah i love like that. The, the you know some guy made a list and uh they just ticked off what was on it. So, yeah, so that's my number five. Gone in 60 seconds. No, no, not a bad one. I've got that on DVD. So, you know, I, li- I liked it when I was like 15. Um, so, <laughs> maybe uh, some of our listeners are 15. You're not, I, I can see the, di- like the listening, you know, AIDS dynamics or whatever. Uh, analysis. Whatever. Anyway, well, I'm just baffling off. About Gone in 60 Seconds. It's a remake, apparently. Well, the title's yeah, taken Yeah, loosely. It's a loose remake. Yeah, well, 
Do you know what isn't a luxury Merc wear? Yeah, number five. It's it's mine. Closing this in. It's a it's it's a movie directed by Luc Besson, who you might know from the Fifth Element. The Fifth Element being like the kind of litmus test. Do you know the Fifth Element? Um, it's got Bruce Willis. Yes, and, I, I yeah, got, but it's, Ruby I, Rose and all that. And I maybe I've only watched it once in my lifetime. It's the ultimate litmus test because people think it's great or hate it with a strong pint, like legitimately hate this movie it, it, it's the ultimate marmite movie uh, i like it so you know guys tell me if you fall on the side sounds of interesting if you like it i'm probably gonna hate it yeah science fiction movie but you know so there's big action sequence with an opera uh going on anyway uh the, the same director and some of the same actors show up in uh, my pick it's, it's about a hitman weird and you know organized crime doesn't pay in fact he doesn't get paid a lot you know, right, wait, I'm going to ask you this before I tell you this. You're a hitman, okay? Mm-hmm. How much do you charge for, you know, taking out a, a target? Wow, that is... <laughs> I mean... Depends if you like the person or not. If you don't like him, it's going to be cheaper. It's, if you it's like just them, a job, man. You're, you're a professional. So, you know, it's Fresh a job. The, the killer person? Let's, wow. let's put it this way. Um, the, the hitman in this movie charges $5,000. Now, it's the early 90s, $5,000. For murdering someone seems like no money at all to me. I mean, what's going on there? But, like, this movie, wait, it's called Leon. You're looking at me? Nope, I have not heard about it, never seen it. Don't so, even know the sound of it. Leon is uh, played by, oh, his name, oh, Jean Reno, who's uh, North African, French-speaking North African. But what year is this from? It's like 1993. It's uh, future Academy Award winner Natalie Portman's first ever movie. So she plays a 12-year-old girl okay. called Matilda. Her uh, family, not the best of family. A lot of domestic violence and abuse in this family, not good. So they have uh, they live next door to Leon, who's a hitman. And like he's a really good hitman as well. He does hits for the Italian um, mob crime family, I suppose. Um, anyway, uh, he ends up taking care of Matilda after her family gets like destroyed by these corrupt cops because he's... Whole- because the dad's holding the cocaine. There's some amazing shots in it where the guy comes in with a shotgun and like the mom's in the bath and just the bubbles get blown and this big red stain. Like it's an 18, this movie weird, so maybe you're not old enough for it yet. <laughs> but like it's it's quite a good wee relationship drama. It is really weird at times, but because I rewatched it and as amazing as it is, there is some really weird stuff in it. Because Luke Besson had this strange relationship with like a 14 year old, and I'm like, this is a bit weird. He was kind of like quote-unquote friends for a bit and uh, I feel like this went into the movie because Matilda's like oh Leon aren't you the best I'm only a child but Leon's not the brightest spark he's a wee bit uh, uneducated so he says he's not you know some might say he's a few sandwiches short of a picnic like he can't read or write he came to the country and he, he does hits no no women no kids for uh, 5,000 but uh, he turns up Matilda the hunt down the Corrupt Cops, played by none other than Rent a Bad Guy, Gary Oldman, another future Academy Wow, runner. okay. He's yeah, been a bad yeah. guy? Yeah, well, Gary Oldman was the hmm. go-to bad guy in the early 90s, I'd say. I think now, because he's done like the Batman movies and the Chris Nolan ones of them, and then he's done like Darkest Star and stuff. He was a good actor, but he is banana. He's like Nick Cage's bananas in this at times. So there's a bit where he's, you know, um, Leon's basically taking care of business you know he's cleaning you know what do you do i'm a cleaner and 
cleaner means hit man weight. You're not from the streets, so you don't know that. Um, <laughs> I suppose if they didn't eat there's that lingo from the streets you came from, you're like, yes, I'm looking for an assassin, please. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so Gary Oldman, after oh, the day of the bet, he's a psychopath. He's doing the drugs. He's a, the narc cop in it, but you know he's basically taking a cut of the thing, blah, blah, blah. He's like cracking these mad pills, and there's this crazy shot goes over his head, and he's like, ah, straight in his neck. And he says to you know his other one, it's like, you know, his guy's like, Leon's killing everyone's like, bring me everyone. And he goes, what do you mean everyone? And he says, everyone. And it's amazing. I like anytime someone says everyone, I always think of Gary Oldman like screaming. Look it up. It's it's. it's the movie's great. It's a solid eight out of ten for me because I did rewatch it. You know, there's it's really wow. quotable. It's it's, it's a okay. it, it, it's very good for me. Like it's hard to break into the eight barrier uh, when I'm I'm ranking them like that. Maybe we should we'll see how well our summer thing go, but we might have to start ranking like a Top Gear lap time type of board where we actually give them physical number rankings. You have individual movies. Yeah, this, uh, I mean, uh, I, like, I like that Top Gear idea. I think mm-hmm. it's pretty cool, and it'd be pretty something maybe people can then visualize on social media. It could be good if, like, you know, well, no, that's a special announcement thing coming in but the summer. We have, to, we have to agree on the same number, which could be a bit tricky. Well, uh, I could do a lesson, you could do a lesson, we could see, and then we could do an average between the two, you know. Like, this is definitely talk for, like, producer yes, talk that's, that's on track. after the cast. But Leon, guys, it's, you know, it's a hit, man, it's brilliant. Quite heartwarming. You, you get to know Leon quite well. You get to love him. And uh, you, you go on quite the journey. I'll not tell you how it ends, but you know if you've seen it, guys, you know. And you know it's good. Leon, also known as Leon the Professional, or The Professional. And apparently there's a European cut that's like two hours, 20 minutes. And then there's like an hour, 40 minute cut. I don't know. I don't think I have the hour. I don't think I have the extended one. Either way, watch one of them. Really good movie, man. You know, 10, like I said, that's a high recommendation for me. Leon. Cool. Awesome. Okay, so going into my number four. So I then went for something a wee bit different from the the car chasing one from the Gone Successes. I have I mean, went for... car chases in it. Why do you need more car this chases? This one involves Frodo. <laughs> Frodo? Elijah Woods. <laughs> and Jax. In other words, I thought they stole the mushrooms and that you're going to try and sneak in Fellowship of the Ring or something like this. In, in, in other words, um, Charlie Dunham plays Pete Dunham <laughs> in Green Street. So I went for the football hooliganism. And I remember just as, as a young person growing up, I loved it because one. Because I, I was a football hooligan. Yeah, no, no. Uh, yeah, <laughs> no, move, no. Support, you said no, so like half heartedly the, there. The Glens. <laughs> football um, hooligan. So, Is that why it's called Green Street? Because the Glens. Green, red, and black. No, no. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, really loved Green Street. Um, this was Elijah Woods, not as we know him. And Charlie Charlie Dunham is kind of when I when I first kind of seen him, he he plays Pete Dunham. Um, no, but he is Charlie. Charlie Dunham has played Jack from Sons of Anarchy. A lot of people know him from Sons of Anarchy. Um, and then we know Elijah Woods yeah. from Lord of the Rings, obviously. So, um, the heart starts as Elijah Woods plays this guy called Matt Buckner, Buckner who is single. this like really good student at Harvard University. But then this big, um, this guy who's his roommate, um, gets him to take the fall gets Elijah Woods to take the fall for drugs so then gets expelled I think it's like 10 grand and the movie starts off Elijah Woods being a bit of a softy and going being bullied around and then he goes goes to London to visit his sister um, and then 
that's where he meets Pete Dunham, which then he, he which is the brother of his sister's um husband. So then he and he goes, you're gonna. So his, his sister's husband and says to Elijah Woods, "Why don't you go with um, Pete to a West Ham football match?" Oh, the Hammers. Yeah, Hammers, yeah. and knowing that his brother Pete um, is a part of the GSE because obviously. Um, the GSE, G, the GSE, the Green Street um, hooligans. Who's, like, ah, now I forget what it stands for. Elite or something like that, maybe. Um, I'm guessing. I've not seen yeah, this movie. But it, it is the the firm, the firm of West Ham. So he then gets involved with them, um, <laughs> and he goes, if, then he learns all about. And he's kind of like a secret journalist, journal, journal. He's undercover, um, Elijah. No, he doesn't actually mean to be undercover. But then people find out later on in the movie that he's a part of. He, he's a journal because his dad's a journal, and he meets him in London. And then one of the boys sees him going in to meet his dad in this big in the Times, and then they they all find out and they fall out and they're like about to hit him and then there's a bit of a breakup but anyway the real part of the story is that there's other firms they look forward to fighting on match days and the big one they haven't fought in like 15 years or something is Millwall in the Millwall in that fight that the the, the leader of the Millwall firm his son actually died the last time West Ham kind of met up which is a bit of a hard one and uh, actually Elijah Woods brother brother-in-law who left and retired from the Green Street Elite, he um, is called a major. So he then ends up, ends up coming back into it because he's trying to find Elijah Woods to tell him, no, you can't be, you're, they know you're, you're, you're journal, whatever. You need to get out of there and um, all that sort of stuff. But then he gets in, end up getting stabbed because the Millwall fans come to the bar, stab, stab um, Elijah Woods' brother in law. But then on match day, Charlie's almost like, I'm going to get my own back on you. And then goes and finds it. So there's a big giant fight. Um, and then Elijah Woods gets away with his sister because sister goes, picks, picks him up because um, he's got of she's scared of him getting hurt um, but then Charlie Dunham dies for basically saving Elijah Woods' life um, so it's, it's really like serious stuff going on but I just love it um, and there's like the iconic song I'm Forever Blowing Bubbles that they sing but there's the part where Elijah Woods is walking back by himself and there's a couple of Birmingham fans cap- capture him and they go uh Oh, a yank, a yank with the GSE, and then they're like, uh, "Do you think American Express?" Because there's the, the, the Chelsea girl when they put the card into the mouth, and I'm actually, am I mixing that up with the Chelsea fans? Anyway, it doesn't matter. But they're with no, the podium, and then they all jump in and start beating the crap out of the the Birmingham fans. But yeah, love it. Definitely a lot of crime, hooliganism, hooliganism, blowing things up. Is hooliganism a crime? Death. There's, there's death and there's murder. All right. Well, murder. Hooliganism is, is is technically a crime. Okay. Well, you would know all about um, criminal activities. Right? What you're talking about? I mean, but yeah, Green Street for number four. Yeah. Green Street. Um. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed you calling him Elijah Woods all the time. Just because it's named Elijah Wood, singular. Wood, you know. <laughs> but <laughs> my bad. I just don't want you go Matt Buckner. Yeah. Buckner. <laughs> okay, well, call him that. Right, I haven't seen that, mate. If you're giving you that haven't up. seen Green Street? No, I haven't, because I'm not a football hooligan, so I don't, you know, uh, what's that? You know, I've only just got back into football after watching an yeah. exciting documentary about a Welsh football club in the National League. Yeah, but the, the so. cool part of the whole thing is um, Matt Buckner, <laughs> Elijah Woods, gains all that confidence from being a part of the GSC, goes back to America, 
Beats records your man who framed him with the drugs uh ready to fall. And, the and then he gets illegal? back in the Harvard University, but he goes to beat him up and stuff like that. But yeah. So he gets back into Out of ten, Wade. Out of ten. It sounds street. to me like a six. It's it probably is in around the <laughs> seven, six mark. And and it's your top four. Okay. Yes, there Great. we go. Top, Good choice. Yeah, yeah. Good choice. Um well so sex, you you would you ever put it seven? Probably. Okay, yeah, yeah. Well, well, speaking of seven, uh, that's my number five way. It, it's seven. <laughs> <laughs> what? what a com- like, that is a commanding segue there. Uh, the movie Seven is, for those that don't know, two detectives. One is Morgan Freeman. The other is Brad Pitt. And I've realized Brad Pitt shows up, you know, on three of my five, to be honest. Wow. Um, yeah, 90s Brad Pitt, the best Brad Pitt, in my opinion. Uh, early 2000s Brad Pitt, you know, just basically 90s Brad Pitt. Anyway, so he's kind of like your young sort of detective, and they're hunting down uh, like this, like serial killer. Like this is probably more of a thriller. If we do a thriller list, this is definitely going to be on mine. I mean, it's it's one of the best thrillers I've seen. They're hunting down and he's killing people with the seven deadly sins. And so they go to the crime scene and they're like finding out, oh, this one, oh, it's like gluttony and then this one's lost and then this one's, you know, it goes through. Oh, for all. a second I thought you were going to go for individual of the, the sin of the seven deadly sins. You want me to list all seven deadly no, sins? No, we don't have all night for that. <laughs> um, yeah, I also, I, I, there's some I just can't remember off the top of my head. To be fair, I could just rewatch this movie. And also, it's a David Fincher movie. David Fincher is an excellent director. Um, there's an ama- there's amazing use of like uh, weather in this movie. Like the rain is just a big deal in it. Uh, it's quite famous because um, Kevin Spacey, who now doesn't have good street cred, but back then was one of the greatest, like highest rated actors of all time. He's got himself a wee bit bother recently. But that's well. Uh, we'll move swiftly on. He isn't credited in like any of the credits except the end of the movie because they wanted it to be a massive surprise that he showed up in the movie. And the way he shows up in the movie is amazing as well. He shows up and he's just he's walking in and he's got like sellotape on his fingertips and like blood everywhere. He's been cutting his fingertips off, right? Like so he doesn't have any like fingerprints. Wow. And uh, he's just like detective. Detective, detective! I seem to like people shouting in these movies. So th- he ends up turning himself in, and this is the amazing thing of the movie. It's like it flips on that. You're like, well, they've caught the killer, but there's still two sins left to kill. And it ends with an amazing, the famous what's in the box sequence. What's in the box? What's in the box? I remember what's this, in the yeah. box? What's in the 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 box, Dave? Gwyneth Paltrow's head, allegedly. You don't actually see what's in the box. And Gwyneth Paltrow, was that Brad Pitt's wife? Yeah, in the movie, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so uh, the movie's quite good in the relationship dynamic between Morgan Freeman and Brad Pitt. And even uh, Arlie Emery, who's, you'll know him as like the uh, army, sorry. He's the drill sergeant in, uh, oh, that's the Stanley Kubrick war movie, uh, Full Metal Jacket. Um, he's like the chief of police type of detective guy in it he's quite good in it but David Fincher can craft a good movie nice little you know mystery along the way it's a bit of a whodunit 
Kevin Spacey done it. Um, <laughs> but, you know, you go on the journey. You're going for a good time. And that kind of ends in him getting revenge, doesn't it, from memory? Who? Brad Pitt. Brad, like, uh, it makes him do the last sin. The, yeah, that's the final sequence. Is he's trying to do the last sin. Uh, he's, he's trying to get, Kevin Spacey's trying to get Brad Pitt to do the final sin, to kill him. And like Morgan Freeman's trying to stop him. Uh, I'll not tell you if he does it or not but even that sequence is amazing every shot that is on Kevin Spacey's held on a steady cam like it's really straight because he's like clear level he knows his goals type of thing but whenever it's on um, Brad Pitt it's all shaky cam because he's a bit wild and erratic and don't know what he's going to do like that's an that's an amazing bit of craftsmanship from like a director like Fincher like, he's directed Zodiac and stuff like that so he's no stranger to uh, making this sort of like whodunit kind of thriller you know there's a murder a mass serial killer on the loose type of thing uh, even though probably his best movies The Social Network which is unusual was Fincher yeah I think Fincher is Fight Club as well fact check me someone if that's right 7 it's more than a 7 out of 10 I'll tell you that even the poster where it's like S-E and then it's the letter 7 it's like it's almost like a V they've done that well 7 Deadly Sins with and it's you know it's it's on my list, guys. It's there we go. Just squeaked in there. Strong number four. Leon. I completely forgot about it. Seven. Yeah, it's more a thriller. I would say, like again, like we said at the start of the episode, if there's a crime in this, I mean, it's, like the last episode was action, and there's like terrorism. Like terrorism's a crime, so theoretically you could have just done that. But we're just trying to make a point that we can talk about more kick-ass movies, really. <laughs> so seven. Seven. Cool. Oh, he died recently, your boy. The guy that showed seven on the dancing. I don't know. I don't watch the dancing. They said about it in work. Like, uh, Harry Belafonte died the day. So, you know, the Harry. Deo. Deo. What's the Beetlejuice saying? <laughs> R.I.P. Harry Belafonte. Daylight command. It's Wade's number three. Yeah, going oh. in number three. A movie that me and you just recently watched. And it is Face... Oh. Face off with another Nick Cage movie. Yeah, oh, a lot of Nick Cage for you, a lot of Brad Pitt yeah, for me. Yeah, a lot of Nick Cage. I wonder Nick who's Cage. better out of those two. That might be head to head. Mm. Well, who's better out of Nick Cage and John Travolta? Anyway, tell me about yeah. Face Off, Wade. Cool. So, Face Off, it's Sean Archer survives assassination, assassination attempt by Caster Troy. Played by Caster Troy. Yeah, Sorry, who just... is an absolute psychopath uh, in the whole movie from start He's to finish. He's Nick Cage, Caster Troy. Caster Troy is Nick Cage and Sean Archer is um, John Travolta. So, yes, so Caster tries to kill Sean Archer with, but he survives but his son dies in that instant. So, um, Sean Archer spends his kind of rest of his career trying to capture Caster Troy, um, and they do capture him, but there's a secret bomb somewhere. So then they have to, then they devise a plan where they swap. Well, they 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 get him to swap his face with Nick Cage, which is a bit bananas. Um, like the whole scene where you see um it getting swapped over is a bit gruesome. Yes, because your face is just like attached at the edges. There's nothing in the middle holding your like your face is like a lid on a Tupperware, and you just pop the edges and come straight off. Yeah, um, there we go. And then, but it all kind of falls apart because Caster, well, John Travolta then goes to jail um, to find out information as Nick Cage, as Nick Cage with Nick Cage's face off. It's um, quite difficult to explain this because face, of oh. because yeah. 
They yeah. cheat, they swap faces basically. That's yeah, and, and uh, Caster Troy is sitting there with no face on. He's uh, but he's in a coma. He's sitting there with his face off. But then he wakes up from the coma and then finds out who and kills all the people who knew about the trans the face plant because no, nobody else face plant. Is that the word for it? face plant? Face what? transplant? F- yeah, yeah. So he, he kills. <laughs> yeah, anybody. it probably he, is. He yeah. finds out who because only slight people know. Um, uh, John Travolta's wife doesn't even know about the whole thing. So then he then John poops on um, John Travolta's face. John Archer's face is on Nick Cage. Um, and then we had this inter- interesting conversation. We were like, was Tron Tra- John Travolta better at acting Nick Cage or Nick Cage better th- at, than acting John Travolta? What do you think, Dave? Well, Nick Cage has an Academy Award in his pocket. Um, I do think... I think John Travolta did... Bonkers, Caster, Troy. I don't. Yeah, yeah. Nick Cage is Caster. No, Caster is John Travolta. Mm-hmm. This is where it's complicated. Yep, is better than Sean Archer as Nick Cage. Yeah, I think. I do. I I would agree. John Travolta was better, but it's easier to go bigger. I think than smaller. Yeah, because Nick Cage had to tone it way down. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, he started huge. Yeah, I have a few fun facts about this. Wait, if you like. Okay, to. let's let's hear the fun uh, facts. It was the first day of filming was the exact uh, same day as Nick Cage finished Connor, another great way Nick Cage. Wow! Movie. So he finished one movie and then ran straight to go do. He flew from the set of Connor, got the got the haircut, and uh, ended up on Face Off. And apparently, the first scene was them playing their opposites, like they didn't even play themselves first. I don't know. Look, well, that is commitment. It's, that's, that's standard t- Nick Cage, isn't it, really? From <laughs> movie to movie. <laughs> uh, then Nick Cage was, you know, gold dust. I mean, they're putting him in everything. He was good back then as well. Like, he still is good when he needs to be. Uh, I'm on letter Letterboxd because I've now got a Letterboxd account. It's Dave, so it is, guys. Uh, find me there. Also, listen to Did You Ever See? Harmless um, ploy. Har- plug, man. You know, you should get plug, on it. Because if, if the listeners decide to follow me, they might actually get a bit of a sneak preview of what's coming up because uh, I'm obviously watching movies. I do actually write reviews of stuff since getting the letterbox. Um, yeah, I still really need to get on the letterbox. Well, here's my letterbox review of Face Off. Four stars, which makes it an 8 out of 10 for me. Wow. Because um, he just times about two. They face off and they take their faces off. That's my review. Uh, and the uh, the synopsis, the opening synopsis line, all caps, in order to catch him, he must become him. Sounds amazing. Mm. Great yeah. movie. But, I, I, I'm glad you picked it away. Yeah, so many bunker scenes as well. Like the, like the, the, the 11 boat, minutes. The boat when they shoot up on the, on the big oh, yeah. ramp and explosion and everything like that um, right at the end. And it all, it's, it's, it's supposedly heartstrings as well. Does because... It? Nick Cage as no John Travolta has to then adopt Nick Cage's son, which who also looked quite like his son who got killed by Nick Cage, which is a bit. I'm just gonna say the real names because it's a bit complicated just the characters. Oh, yeah, but well, I'll say this quickly. Um, the 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 podcast. How did this get made? Does an amazing episode on it, and they refer refer them as Cage Volta and Travolta Cage. But okay. I still don't know which one's which. <laughs> it's worth listening to that episode, people. Yeah, because I, I always knew this was going to be in my top five list um, until we watched it recently, and I was like, yeah, 100%. It's going to be a top five list. Then it's and higher. It, and it probably got pushed up from five to third. 
Um, yeah. But yes, it's number, three, it, number yeah. three. Really happy with it. Yeah, John Woo as well. So there's slow motion doves. You see that church on the beach at the end? Why doesn't all churches like have like no walls and just curtains and doves and slow motion on a beach? And, and really good weather. I mean, that's just church, like... Uh, church, I mean, a lot of people might be going. <laughs> that's, uh, that's what they're doing wrong here. I mean, they've chosen the wrong you know country to set up their churches. Plant your churches on beaches where it actually is sunny. Uh, yeah. Uh, another fun fact about that quickly is when... John Travolta as Nick Cage is in prison and he said, nah, I'm caster. The boots they're wearing are recycled props from the Super Mario Brothers movie from the 90s. Wow. Not the CGI one. I haven't seen that yet. Soon. Check out Letterboxd by the time, you know, I might have a review on it by the time this is up. We'll see how it goes. Nice one, man. There we go. Here's a question, right? Because mm-hmm. I feel like we've we've hit your three quite early. We're only like half an hour into recording, and you know we've already got basically five movies out of the way. So you know this would only be an hour long. If you were remaking that with any two actors, wow. who would you want oh, wow. as who? Wow, now, that's a question. Wow, wow, wow. Um, Sean Archer, I would probably get Tom Hardy. Because I think he would be not right. I know what I know. I've got a big fan, a big fan for Tom Hardy, but I just think he send would. your Wade and Tom Hardy fan art to <laughs> at Wade and Dave on Twitter, Instagram. You can email. Did you ever see podcast? Dyes podcast at gmail.com. But, but I'm thinking of an actor who could maybe be a wee bit crazy, a bit bonkers, and then I've got to think about another actor who could be a bit more calm and chilled and collective and this that's where i would probably struggle with a wee bit more um so i'm probably gonna go for i'll just say as well i i shamelessly stole this idea from the did you ever see episode yeah. well, or no not did you ever say excuse me i'm plugging my stuff so hard i, I, I think tom, Har- tom hardy is sean archer uh no sorry no not sean archer sean archer's a good guy caster troy tom hardy is caster troy Remember that he'll end up, it'll be Tom Hardy will be being yes, played yeah. as the bad guy. Yeah, but, but then the other Camel Collective one, I'm going to go for Chris Pine. Because oh, I, that's I think an Chris, interesting choice. I think Chris Pine would be quite, yeah, I think he'd be calm, collected, sensible choice. He's quite cool, Chris Pine, at the minute. He's a bit too cool for school almost, a wee bit, not quite. I quite like him though. Hmm. Oh, they're an interesting choice, right? I like that. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. So, uh, people at home, it might be worth uh, send us in yours because that would be pretty good. You know? I mean, don't say Ben Affleck and Matt Damon because that's an obvious choice and as amazing as it would be. I have a feeling you're going to say... Oh, you asked me what mine is? Yes, of course I'm going to. I think you're probably going to put Jared Leto. Well, no, Jared Leto. Or Joaquin Phoenix as Cancer Troy. They would be two good choices, actually. Or like Joaquin Phoenix and Willem Dafoe or something like that could be quite fun because they're both like Willem Dafoe's a bit old though I think for this year you, you, yeah that's where I was thinking I was like oh there's older ones you could put like Morgan Freeman in and uh, what do you call him Jack Nicholson <laughs> Jack Nicholson Morgan Freeman and Jack Nicholson yes, with no, swap it over <laughs> wow. that would be bad but I think they'd just be too old for that sounds like, like a, we're probably looking like a mid 40s type of you know actors. they're two different races <laughs> I was like, well, you can still swap them. Yeah, but the rest of their body will have to be... They'll have to do Robert Downey Jr. in uh, Tropic Thunder. 
You know who are anyway. You're gonna get us canceled here. <laughs> well, I'm not. Well, I can edit this out. I've already the stuff I've edited out of other episodes. Wait, so as who's, well. who's your two? Who's your two? Oh man, it's a tough one. I feel like nowadays, if they did remake it, they would put they would make a female one, which I'm not against actually, because I think there'd be some good choices in that. Oh man, two people that was in. Oh, I don't know where. I don't know. I'm feeling I would like Keanu Reeves. Just I just like Keanu Reeves yeah. a lot. I would have. Keanu Reeves and Bill Winter. Let's get Bill and Ted, and let's get them to face. Oh, now that is a interesting, a interesting choice. idea. I hate it. That would we do comedy? <laughs> I think like Carrie Ann Moss and Kate Blanchett could be a bit of a stunner. Trinity from Not the Sandra Matrix Bullock as the agent. No, Sandra Bullock is too likable. Everyone loves Sandra Bullock, mate. Mm. I've got it. We're going to get an Oscars face-off where we're going to get okay. Kate Blanchett and Michelle Yeoh. And we're going to see who really was better. I mean, a lot of people said Michelle Yeoh just got it because, you know, oh, it's a career-defining role, blah, blah, blah. Whereas Kate Blanchett had the better. Look, like, let, let's have them face-off. Face. Face. Oh, oh. I want to take his face. Oh. Love it. Face-off, great one. What was that? Dress? Oh, yes. Well, hmm. uh, another Brad Pitt one for, for me, Wade. Um, Guy, Guy Ritchie movie. Guy Ritchie, King of the British Gangsters, mate. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, starring your boy, Jason Statham. Big fan of the Statham. I am. I do like him. You know, I, and I really like him in this movie. Rewatched it. Had a great time watching this movie. Uh, no faffing around. It's Snatch. It's, oh. it's like the follow up to Lockstock, Two Smoking Barrels. Where Statham's the lady plays Turkish. I'm Turkish. It's named after my parents. Named after an airplane, you know. <laughs> well, you know <laughs> so he's a boxing promoter promoting gorgeous George. He's going down in the third round. Uh, and then he gets in trouble with uh, Bricktop, who's the psychopath here. He has a pig farmer, you know, as greedy as a pig. So he says, Do you know the word? Nemesis means. <laughs> yeah, like it's amazing. There's a lot of like twisting and intertwining stories in it. Uh, so, and of course, George gets into a bare knuckle boxing match with uh, a gypsy fighter played by Brad Pitt in an accent. He's just like, I've had talking to And that's how he speaks the entire movie. And you're like, oh, Brad Pitt's a madman. Like, <laughs> late 90s, early 2000s, Brad Pitt. Very, very much on board. You're making strange choices. You have that sort of pretty boy thing. He's like, I'm just going to do mad stuff because I can rely on being good looking. You know, just a bit like myself, Wade, which is why I made a podcast online with no video. Um, <laughs> relying <laughs> on the good looks there. You know yourself. Do you think you're Jeremy Renner? Um, he's doing well now, by the way, Jeremy. So, yes, I watched his documentary. It's really, really good. Good job. I'll need to get on that. Is it it's as good Disney. as. as oh, I don't have Disney. I mean, <laughs> all right. Anyway, enough faffing with Disney. Snatch. Snatch. Uh, so that intertwined. There's a diamond house with um, in the Jewish side of London, wherever Tottenham, I think, they have a large Jewish um, contingency or supporters there. Um, so they've got this diamond. And then um, Benicio Del Toro, he's like, for some reason, you know, this like Mexican actor or Latin American actor. I don't know if he's actually Mexican. Uh, he's playing some like American Jew. That's like, what is going on? They steal uh, diamonds, uh, but then other people are wanting diamonds, but that gets intertwined with the boxing mats because there's these guys 
who like are trying to get the yeah they're trying to rob where the diamonds at and the dog ends up eating it and stuff like that and they're come <laughs> the dog and all that I can't come up with the dog wait then so the dialogues are really good uh, quite witty you've got uh, Ola Vinny Jones isn't it the footballer he's in uh huh awesome aye and awesome him and Bars Bars the bullet dodger like listen their names Bricktop Bars the bullet dodger Turkis and, you know and this Turkis is mate he's like you know, what's that in your trousers he's like well, it's a gun isn't it he goes why have you got a gun in your trousers is it for the Germans <laughs> <laughs> like, what is going on? It's amazing. When the peelers get them, and just like, all right, mate, what's in the car? He goes, seats in the steering wheel. What you think? Brilliant. It's like, taking a dog for a walk, aren't we? Brilliant, mate. It's not, have you seen Snats? It's right up your street, mate, I think. I don't, I don't know. I don't think I have. I think I would remember it's it. It's very funny. It, like, it's between that and Lockstock. I chose this because Lockstock is basically shot in yellow. Um, so I was like, I'd rather have a movie that looks a bit better. Uh, I really like uh, Bricktop being like how menacing he is with the glasses and the wide eyes and like Cockney London sort of gangsters. It just, you know, it just hits the right spots type of thing, doesn't it? People like it. And I am one of those people, With Snatch. Over to you, Big Cheese. Yes, going into the next one. This movie, people might be like, oh, he's going for a superhero movie. But there's crime in it. There's impersonal police officers. There is bl- explosions. <laughs> there's probably some death in there. And the most ultimate crime is definite. exploding Heinz football field, which belongs to my favorite American football team, Pittsburgh Steelers. So a good thing happened in this movie. It's a no. crime. It didn't get exploded earlier, and it was only done with CGI. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Still, it happened. Yeah, well, it's no longer. Do you know the last uh, American football team to win a playoff game at Heinz oh, Field? W- was it a team that won the Super Bowl? No. That doesn't matter then. It was. Uh, Cle- <laughs> Not salty at all. It was, I remember. <laughs> it was Cleveland Browns. People. Yes, I know. Bigger Mayfield. When you, uh, when you then get of me. All people. But anyway, so. I'll edit out to, to the, the movie. Activity. This movie involves a lot of great actors. What's the movie called? It what? is. So, the Dark Dark Knight Rises. The Dark Knight Rises. The yes. third Christopher Nolan Batman film. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love this. There's some actors you might um, know from my last couple of choices in movies. We've got Christian Bale, Michael Caine, Gary Oldham. There we go. Anne Hathaway, Tom Hardy. Uh, <laughs> it's like... This seems to be the Tom Hardy Angelina Jolie episode for you. We we learn a lot about you, I think. In yeah. your, um, um, and tastes. it's Joseph Gordon-Levitt, which always was a random. When he was first cast, I was like, that's a random movie for him to be in, but I thought he was really good. And then Morgan Freeman. So um, music also, I thought, nailed it from Hans Zimmer. Unreal. Um, but the going into... Hans, Hans Zimmer. Huh? Video killed the radio star. That's how he started. He was the, you know, you know that song, yeah, Radio Kill. That's him? He's a keyboard what? player. What? Yeah, yeah. He was a keyboard player? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I didn't even know that. That's well, amazing. It, the music video, you're like, dude, that's Hans Zimmer. Yeah. Hans Zimmer, now he like scoring Dune movies. Oh. Yeah. That Dune score. Oh, wait till we get to the best like movie scores. Oh, I can't wait to do that episode with. The editing's going to be off the chart because I'm going to try and edit in actual 
Eclipse of the Sun. So, uh, right. The Dark so, Knight Rises. Dark Knight Rises, there's a lot that goes on in this movie. It's very, very complicated. It's shot seven years kind of after the Harvey Dent movie, the original um, Dark Knight movie that everybody absolutely loved with Heath Ledger. Um, but going in this one, the bad guy who you think... Um, is being played by Tom Hardy, but starts off on a plane and he um, is interrogating somebody, but then throws him out of the plane. He's and then they interrogating leave. Littlefinger from the Game of Thrones TV show. He's like, yeah. this is really random that he's in that, but um, but they have to leave one person behind. Oh, wait, brother, we have to leave one person behind. So they leave one of their people from. Behind. This movie's two hours forty five minutes. Please don't go through every single detail. I'm I'm not going as to, much as I I'm like this to, movie. There's there's so much in this movie that is amazing. But then you find out that the main bad guy wasn't even being being was kind of a pawn of the girl who, who's the daughter of Raza Ghoul. Um, his her name is Talia um, Agul. Talia Agul, and that part I was like, oh, it's kind of annoying, but I still love being in the whole movie. Um, but the the quote so there's. Every movie, you can have your favorite quotes, but my favorite quote is when Gotham is in ashes, then you have my permission to die. And do it I in the voice. Amazing, do it in the voice. We uh, no, do it in the voice. Uh, I, I, not remember the. Not remember the. Can't sound. do the being. Man, when Gotham is in ashes, then you have my permission to die. Is that's, that that's very know. good? Yeah, kind of, kind of like that, Dave. Kind of like that. But yeah. there's a yeah. I, I can it. edit the sound better. Yeah, but it's kind of like you see Batman in a different light. He you see Batman down. as a murderer in this movie. But he gets, he gets absolutely broke and he has to literally, he breaks his back and has to climb out of this well, big giant hole in the ground thing. And only one other person has climbed out of it and it was Talia Ghoul who then got beaten out. But then Batman has to do the same journey and get back to Gotham the save of the day. Via plot hole he gets back to Gotham because you're just literally like the next day he's in Gotham. Full of plot holes this movie weird, but it is like I quite I really do actually like it. <laughs> yeah, you just wanted to be a a, a rat there and slabber about it. But yeah. uh, there's so much La Rata, in that movie. another Batman. Um, there's a lot of crime, there's a lot of stuff that goes on and yeah, it's hard to even comprehend how amazing it is. I, I look forward to our Batman discussion, which won't be in the same format as this. It is coming, people. We're going to sit down and chat about our Batmans, and I like it. Uh, look, um, I like this movie a lot. To be honest, it's the only movie I've seen in a cinema here in Northern Ireland, and people applaud at the end of it. I'm like, what are people doing? They do that in America. They don't do that here. So they don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm a big, big fan of Christian Bale as Batman. Are you really big fan? Yeah, I thought he was amazing. Um. He's my least favorite Batman. And uh, mm. is your favorite scene in this movie, Wade? The bit where Bane, a man in a mask, is reading from a page. And just like, what is going He's breaking open the thing and he's got this note and it's from Harvey Dent being like, you know, I was actually the villain or something. It's like, he's not your white knight or something like that. I mean, there's some weird choices in this. How it works. Like, if you, like a sense, full of plot holes, if you actually break it down, the film's a disaster. As a complete whole, it's really case. Yeah. <laughs> I really like yeah. it. No, I agree. I do think being like sells that movie because he's kind of got a wee terrorist because he takes over Gotham. Mm-hmm. It's a bit like the cult, which is a Batman comic. I read comics, believe it or not. I mean, <sighs> wait, we should really do a comic book episode soon. Wow, what's his space? Wow, Zogs. Such amazing. Wow. Wow. Oh, he's back. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Wow, every episode. Wow. 
right? Well, the um, Gotham, uh, the Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, Dark Knight Rises. Absolutely, I almost want Wises. No, Dark Knight Wises. Right, me next. Um, another Brad Pitt movie. Believe it or not, wait. Uh, a shocker that Brad Pitt has had a trilogy of movies in this. Plays a different character in each one, kind of. A detective, a um, burnuckle gypsy boxing fighter. I just made a stupid noise. Behind the scenes chat here. We had went to the toilet and then I had a biscuit. So I'm, um, I made that white chocolate. was amazing as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah right there. White chocolate cornflake. <sighs> like, get on people. Oh, baby. Um, <laughs> so uh, my next one is, it's a, it's a heist movie, Wade. Got a lot of heist movie. You know, assembling the team together and then forming the plan and then seeing them execute it. And then, of course, something goes awry and then they're like oh we have to work to get it better um i don't know why that's my go-to voice for like when anything is in this but like george clooney oh what a man handsome looking man batman himself uh yes i do think he's better than oh back-to-back batman's on this way that's exciting and uh clearly i've already said that christian bale's my least favorite which means george clooney i prefer is batman but he is daniel ocean in the remake of the Rat Pack movie, Ocean's Eleven. It is Ocean's Eleven. Weird. Solid movie choice. It's good, isn't it? Lots, really, really good. It was on my kind of bigger list. The short list, yeah. yeah. I remember you saying, and I was like, well, if you're putting on it, I'm putting it on it quite high because it's so slick. Yeah. Really good cast. So well. stylized. Oh, yeah. Young Casey Affleck's in it. Oh. Got Matt Damon. He's in it. Like I said, who's the older actor in it again? Which one? Um, Carl uh, Reiner. No, not Reiner. Reiner. Yeah, he's the, he's the old one, and he's like he plays like the Russian sort of guy, the jail food. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's um, uh, Rob Reiner. Reiner. Carl Reiner. He's Rob Reiner's dad. And uh, as uh, fans of the podcast know, uh, Rob Reiner directed my favorite movie. Which is Wade's also favorite movie, isn't it? What movie is that, sorry? The Princess Bride? No. Mm, anyway. Uh, yeah, actually the last <laughs> the last thing Carl Reiner did before he passed away was um, a, a like home movie of The Princess Bride. Uh, yeah, find it on YouTube, it's great. So he's in it, like it's just full of people that are fun to watch, enjoyable, um, and they're taking on uh, Three Banks. Uh, the night of a fight, so legitimately like Lennox Lewis and one of the Klitschko's. I don't know if it's the mayor of Kiev, the one that's fighting the Russian-Ukraine war right now, or his brother that's married to Hayden Panettiere. It's uh, it's one of them. It's one of the Klitschko's. It's whichever one's in a, the, the better boxer. Vladimir? It's probably him then. Vladimir Klitschko is the one married to Hayden Panettiere. From... Yeah. Um, your sport movie, uh, Remember the Titans? Yes, is, is, is the wee kid. Yeah. Uh, like, wow, the crossovers in this, and the it's unreal. Um, go back and listen to the sport movie as well. So uh, they're, they're going to take uh, down the bank on the day of the boxing match because they've got like 150 million in the account. You know, no, no one takes down like the Bellagio and the Mirage and the MGN Grand. No one except Danny Ocean. Mm. just out of prison and he's just so cool like this like everyone's career after Batman and Robin went down except for Schwarzenegger um, because you know it's Arnold but this was like 
Clooney cemented himself as kind of the cool, good-looking, slick, handsome man, you know, and just, like, walk in and talk his way out of stuff. Great movie. And then the heist itself is really enjoyable. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got the two the two brothers. One of them's Casey Affleck. The other one's in Gone in 60 Seconds. And, like, they're the car guys, and they're always arguing and stuff. They do all the little yeah. jobs. It's great guy. Super slick. Steven Soderbergh. Soderbergh. I hope it is right to say Soderbergh. Because there's one that's on time, and it's not him, I don't think. Maybe he's the musical guy. Anyway, I'm faffing away. Wait, Ocean's Eleven. Oh, just tell me. Tell me I chose it for the right reasons. You did, yeah. No, it, it was really good. It was really good. Um, I probably would have maybe put it in my top five if I could remember a bit more about it, but... Um, I think you've summed it up. Do you not really do well. any research for this way? No. No, I did. I did do research, mm. but there was other movies I just knew more about. And mm. I think if Ocean's Eleven was going to be in my top five, I would have probably known more. So there we go. Well, the, you know, list. like there's a lot of good movies out there. And Ocean's Eleven's one on. Uh, watch it, guys. It's it's fun. It's it's a good time. And this is, you know, it's interesting that the criminals in this movie are the ones you root for. Even the kind of relationship drama. And I've said relationship drama quite a bit uh, in this episode I think uh, between um, George Clooney and Julia Roberts like this movie's full of good looking people why aren't we in it well I know why you're not in it but <laughs> he's too busy looking on his phone to even react to that hey, so you're right there with son welcome <laughs> Sorry, back to the podcast space, space out there. yeah what, what do you think podcast, I'm here He's back, uh, and your number of five pick. No, uh, like this movie's great, it's fun. You're right for the, the the villains because they're just so likable, just so slick. You know, you've got your hacker tech guy, you've got you know your other guys. Everyone's got a job. You've got like the guy that does the backflips. You know, they rob the banks. Great, they rob the banks. Kind of guys. Sounds like Fast and Furious. Uh, yeah, but there's no car chases in it. Although there's a weird scene where they go and steal a giant magnet because your guy Don Cheadle he ends up in a sewer covered in poo. Lovely. That's in that movie. Lovely. And yeah. uh, this is uh, Brad Pitt eating something in every scene. The like, not the best, but maybe yeah. What's my favorite bit in it is they've got like ten people, and uh, like Brad Pitt is like slumped across a bar in one of the hotels, just like dead eye <laughs> at the screen, like you know, staring through walls type of thing. <laughs> That's just George Clooney, and this is how good the acting is. And he's just like, do you th- do you think we should get one more? I think we should get one more. Should we get one more? Let's get one more. And like Brad Pitt does nothing. He's just there like blank face and everything, not even <laughs> looking at him. And this is a great wee scene where you're like, yeah, this is cool. Fun wee transitions. Is this good? There's this Levin. Now let's have a fun wee transition to, to your weight. Uh, is it is it your top pick? This is my top pick. Number yes. one. Number one. Well. So whenever I thought about crime, there was only going to ever be one movie. Even though some of the, the music and the shots are awful, the videography, not great. Um, but it's just a lot of... I love this movie growing up. It involves two this, the, pretty funny actors. When someone says, I love this movie growing up, it, yes, it's alarm, I, know, but alarm I also rewatched rang. it, but then you just realize how bad kind of like the shots kind of kind of weren't they I mean, weren't great. Is m- like, nostalgia is a, a, a wonderful thing. It doesn't yeah. always work out though. Yeah, this is directed by Michael Bay. Who <sighs> before this movie, I believe, had only oh, done. Oh no! I know what it is. Done, I forgot to watch music, this. Even done music videos before this. 
Um, but anyway, we're going to my top number one pick. I haven't started off really good, have I, on this one? But it's okay. Um, so the best crime movie in Wits Choice isn't very good, but it's great. That's what he's saying. No, I just shouldn't. I think it's great. I, yeah. Yeah, Before you boys, say it, a quick word. What you gonna oh, do? What you gonna do when they come for you? Bad boys, bad boys. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? Love it. So it is bad boys. So sorry, what were you gonna say there? <laughs> oh, uh, no, just continue it. Uh, we'll talk about it. Well, I'll say it after. Bad boys starring um, Will Smith, who in previous episodes got a wee bit of abuse from me um, because he likes to slap people. Just uh, well, a little he bit. Slapped one. Yeah, so he's in it. It's the, the first one, Wade. It's not the second one. No, we're going for the first one, yeah. Nice. I have seen the first one and the third one. I haven't seen the second one. Yeah. Yet. Cool. It's on Netflix. I'm watching it soon. Yeah. Starring Martin Lawrence and Bill Smith. Actually, just a kind of like a side note to this one. What did you think of the... Have you seen the newest one? Yeah. Bad Boys for Life? Yeah. I liked it. Like, I haven't seen the second one. Yeah. Because I, I... That's not one. I think we said this before. When they leave movies so long... To then do a movie. The legacy. I actually with. thought, yeah, it was brilliant. It's and a it worry. goes into the whole history of him and the, the Spanish lady, and yeah. But but anyway, we're not, I'm not here to talk about Bad Boys for Life. But You're I just was very boys. surprised about how good it was. So Bad Boys One, it kind of all Skyler. starts. It starts off with Mike Lowry, Mike Lowry, and uh, Marcus Burnett. who are in the Miami Police. They do this big jam bust of 100 million, and they have to go and. St- but then it's stolen, so it is, and they have to try and find the drugs. Otherwise, the Apartments shut down. But then, um, so Mike asks, asks this girl, Max, to look into it. But then Max is then hired as an escort with her friend Julie. And they go to this guy called Dominguez. Dom, Domini, oh, Dominguez? That's it, Dominguez's house. Uh, well, it's it's, not it's even, quite it, late, guys. It's, just... That's, that's the reason he can't speak. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's, it's not that he spells fast accent. Yeah. But anyway, so Max actually gets killed, but her, her friend Julie then disappears and hides and runs and then is phoning the police department asking to speak to Mike Larry. Mike Larry isn't there. Who's Will Smith? He isn't there. So then um, Marcus has to pretend on the phone that he's Mike Larry, meets up with Julie. And, and he's like, I'm Mike Lowry. Mike Lowry. And he's trying to uh, pretend he's him. And it's just, you can tell he's he's so uncomfortable. And Julie just knows you're not Mike Lowry. Because how um, Max has described Mike Lowry. But then it just ends in a lot. Of, so long story short, there's a lot of fighting. There's a lot of shooting. There's a lot of investigating. Using um, sat, we, uh, touts. I don't even know the words for them. Snitches? Informant, informant snitches. Oh. Um, <laughs> but then they end up snitches. catching the, the bad guy and recovering all the drugs. And it's just a lot of fun and chasing around. It is quite fun. Boys. The dynamic, like a buddy cop movie. We mm. should do buddy cops at some stage. Oh. They're, they're quite enjoyable. You know, you had a buddy cop in your comedy ones as well, believe it or not. Yeah, um, I remember liking that. Um, I remember it being very, very 90s. Uh, and there's one story I know about there's not a lot of stories I know about this movie other than Will Smith when um, Michael Bay was directing him to run, there's a scene where he runs down a road and Michael Bay's like, Un, like undo all the buttons on your shirt and Will Smith's like what are you talking about Michael <laughs> Bay he's just like why are you doing that and he goes you're going to be a movie star if you do this it's like no chance he goes do it you, you can, Michael, the way Michael Bay directs a movie is like how I imagine a high school like kind of jock does things He's like come on let's do it stop don't lay me out come on man let's do it you know 
Um, there's stories about another Michael Bay movie, which I really think I'm back to put on it. He's just like, do it, do it better. You know, come on, you know, you, stop being soft and, you know. Anyway, so he gets him running down the street when he does the shirt open and he goes, Will Smith, look at that. Here's what, you've become a movie star. <laughs> and he did. There we go. And now it's over. Doing it so You've picked a few, Michael Bass. Have you? You've done Armageddon. Oh, I finally watched Armageddon, did I tell you? Did you? Okay. Yeah, I liked it. I did like it. Isn't it? Yeah. Like, I yeah. know what I'm getting with Michael yeah. Bay. And this is what I wanted to say. My, my People give Michael Bay no end of stick. I'm like, okay, he's murder and Transformers movies. They're bad. I get that. But The Rock, amazing. Bad Boys, really good. Ambulance, I love Ambulance. Like, I just bought it on Blu-ray. I love Ambulance, yeah. man. Oh. Ambulance guys, it should have been on this list. If only you know, it's too recent as it were. But it gets it gets too much stick. And um, guys, the Slate Transformers, I think they're okay. Well, I think they're terrible. I I think the first one was good. The second one, I enjoyed, not great. Yeah. And then they just blur into nonsense after that. But bad boys. Yeah. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? Bad boys, bad boys. Don't know. Oh, real. Your that number co- one pick was that? That inc- yeah, that well, concludes top rank. That concludes my top five. Okay, don't mind. Shall we? Yeah, why not? It would be criminal to finish now. <laughs> criminal! Oh my goodness. Because <sighs> I'm a dad now. Oh. I mean, what, who am I kidding? I would have made these jokes before <laughs> this anyway. <laughs> I feel like you had a child to just justify these jokes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no. Um so my my top pick is it's it's another robbery and it's a chase, a car chase after Ooh. the robbery. Yeah. Uh so it's it's an old movie, wait, you mightn't have seen this movie. Okay. It's wait. from it's from the sixties. So it's super stylish and cool. Uh huh. Fashion's really cool. Car and, car chases? Yeah, like classic cars. Timeless. Sounds familiar. Does it? Are you sure? Yeah. So Michael Caine. Yes, there we go. This was on my this was on my bigger list. It's uh, it's a job in Italy. It's, oh wow! I wonder what type of job it is. It's it's the Italian job. Wow! There we go. Michael Caine, Charlie Croker. He's just been sprung from prison by his girlfriend. You pack me up. Uh, oh, no, I have to do it right. Michael Caine accent. My name is Michael Caine. Is that good? It's close. Mm. Close. Yeah. Michael Caine. The, my name is Michael Kane. My name is Michael Kane. You're picked up by the Pakistani ambassador's car. You're only separate. Okay, so he gets out of prison and then straight away he gets on. He gets cleared under this job to um, steal the money or steal gold that's being brought over uh, by the Chinese to Italy. Um, soon enough, that's why it's called the Italian job. The jobs in Italy assembles the team. Always fun to do. Some like. Uh, before they were famous type of guys in it, uh, Robert Powell, who's in like the detectives, and he played Jesus and Jesus of Nazareth. Uh, he's a good wee British actor. He's in it. Some for Benny Hill's in it. No, you know he goes. I think this is <laughs> the bit where he's going around the board table. I was like, this is Slugger. This is you know Nigel. This is Tomo. And there's a the most important thing is we all work together, which means do everything I say. <laughs> and only blow the bloody doors off. Oh my god! Yeah. So, like, my favorite, like, car is a classic Mini. Um, like, these are, 
Austin Cabrasses. So they're like 69 Austin Cabrasses. Apparently, the fate that made the 500 were like, we will pay you so much money to use our car. And they're like, we can't. We need an iconic British motor. And I do feel like, you know, this is kind of one of the reasons why the Mini's an iconic British motor is because it's an iconic British movie. And the, yeah, well, that's the getaways and three British, yeah. well, three red, white, and blue yeah. Minis. Wow, uh, so both of our favorite wow. cars are featured in this podcast. Ooh, wow, wow. Movie car list, wait, coming soon, we should do that. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, um, because like, that's just my favorite car in general. I don't know if I'd pick one of them as my fa- like as a favorite movie car. I don't know. Well, we'll burn that bridge when we come to it. So they do the heist, which is great, um, because they block off the city of Turin, Apparently they actually did that, <laughs> you know, and everyone's beeping the horns and they just filmed into the cars, like what was going on with all the Italians in the cars, and they just put that in the was movie. Was it during a football match? Yeah, so it was the uh, England for me and all this. Um, it was 69, so there must have been a football match around then, because Camp Freddy, he's, you know, in his pink suit and all this, and he, like, does his nails, he's great. Uh, he's kind of keeping an eye on it, because Mr. Bridger, who's in prison, Noel Card, uh, and it's his last movie as well. He uh, is sort of like the financier of it. So he's sort of like, he gets a load of the money, but he's like supplying the money for the minis and the money for the like equipment and stuff like that. Um, he loves the queen, by the way. It's like, it's like, and why did you get me, you know, the Financial Times Weekly? And he goes, oh, there's, there's a picture of a queen, isn't you? Yeah, so that's quite fun, isn't it? And there's the, uh, the day they clap. Bridget, you'll not have heard me clapping at all in that. Got the self-preservation society song with the wee harmonica and all. It's great when they're driving along. You've got that self-preservation. The car chase at the end, but it's really what it builds up to. And it's just amazing. It's amazing to see three tiny cars like sliding around a shopping center and then like going nearly upside down in a tunnel, then driving into the back of a bus. Yeah. I love it. Of course, the cliffhanger ending. I mean, does it get more iconic than that ending? Is there a better like cliffhanger ending ever? I don't think there is, where they're literally hanging on a cliff. All right, Faz, I've got a great idea. Glusher gets the you know the gold spike to slide out the back. Man, it's really cool this movie. I really like it. I get it's old, so a lot of people mm. you know, mightn't enjoy it. The it seems, it I different. thought the scene was really. It was amazing. Like the it's great. old school track while he, the guy's driving and then he goes in the tunnel and then bam. Yeah. <laughs> then that's how it starts. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And days like the, uh, in the Lamborghini Miura. Oh, yeah. That is an, Mira. That's yeah. an, a Miura or something. It's Italian. It's a nice, that orange as well. And oh, wait. Jay Leno has on. He says the only thing you need to do them is give them bigger fans. Well, they're a million, they're a million pound motor. So it's like, Jay, I'm never going to be able to get one. Thanks, Jay Leno. Um, but there's also like, E-type Jags and DB4s and 5s in it, I think, a 4 for sure. Yeah, because yeah, it's right around that when Bond was kicking off, you know, the swinging 60s. So it's got all that kind of bright colours and look. And, you know, uh, Michael Caine's one of the finest actors that come out of England, in my opinion. Two Academy Awards, he's great. You obviously don't like him as much as Tom Hardy, but, you know. Oh, Michael Caine, he's, well, solid. he's probably national treasure. He's phenomenal career. At this stage. Yeah, Sir Michael Michaelwack, as his name is. Alfred. I have a great story about him that's coming up in a future episode that you want to do with. So uh, that, that concludes my rundown. Yeah, um, I think they're both, both less pretty good, pretty strong. What was yours again there, Wade? Let's let's hear them all out. And uh, yeah, uh, My list starts off with Gone in 60 Seconds. 
yeah. Green Street, Face um, Off, Dark Knight Rises, and Bad Boys. Nice one. Uh, and, and over in my list, you've got Leon, the professional, Seven, Snatch, Ocean's Eleven, and The Italian Job. Solid. But wait, there's something we haven't told the listeners. Mm. Do you, do you want to do you want do you want to break break the news? This is summer news. So this is the one. Oh uh, no, this is not the summer news. This is the news about this episode. It relates to the summer news, but oh, you're, you're, you're I'm confused now because okay. I'm like, is it this or is it the other thing we're talking about? Uh, we we ranked the movie at number one together with on this, and I um, stepped yes. in Got with, you now. with my big boy producer boots and vetoed this. Yes, there's one movie we weren't allowed to talk about, which will feature in another thing, which we can't actually tell you what the movie is because that would be a spoiler. But anyway, so coming into the summer, me and Dave will be ranking our top five of all time. But the episodes will be a bit different. Mm-hmm. We'll be doing one episode per pick. So You're getting, we will do my fifth yeah. pick, then Dave's fifth pick. And we'll actually sit down and watch the movie together and then do the podcast. Yeah. So then we're going a bit more in depth. Uh, well, we'll release a big announcement, like an actual sort of like short 10, 15 minute uh, mini episode, I suppose, announcing it in the summer. But yeah, that's the gist. And um, it's instead of like covering it for like 20 minutes here, I thought it was better to wait to the summer where we talk a bit longer and we have a specific episode on it. Yeah. So, you know, that's technically our sixth to second favorite crime movies. Uh, unlucky guys, sorry. Yeah, because <laughs> this ma- it would have been my number one and it would have been your number one, it, but it yeah. features in your top five all the time. So we can't talk about it. I think the listeners probably can be well, tuned together. If they really know crime, they will. The thing is, it's because the last episode, the action one, at number one, I picked one of my top five. And I think if you go back and listen, I say, in it that it's just like well I'm going to talk about more going to talk about it more later so yeah why did I need to spend that much time on it listening to the summer people and uh, we'll definitely point it out you'll know it when it arrives it's it's you know the top fives are hard to do of all time ever favourites yeah they are mm, so weird that's you know maybe that's our crime is we stole a pick from them we stole the number one but now, let's be honest, guys, you got an extra one. You got to see a bit into the shortlist. I mean, I I actually, so I write them all in pen in a book. And I had to pencil in my sixth place, my Leon the Professional. And that was quite difficult that day, I find. So there we go. Next time, with cool. Yeah, guys, thanks so much for listening to another episode of Wade and Dave Ranked Movies. You've been listening to our top five crime uh, genre. Um, but thank you. We appreciate, again, all the listens, even if you're only listening for a minute, which you, w- you wouldn't have got this, so f- this far. If you have, we thank you so much for listening in. We do like, appreciate The more listens we get, the further this goes. Um, so please share with your friends, like, share, and subscribe. If As you only always, listen, wait, if you only listen to the first minute... Let's be honest, you're dead to me. <laughs> and I can say that because you're not listening right now. So if you if you hear this right now, I mean, you're not dead to me. Thanks. I you know, appreciate it. Tell tell your friends. Yeah. You know, it's like, what what more? Uh, the only way to get it grow is for you to lend a hand. Help a brother out, as it was, you know. So next month, we have uh, a bit of a cracker um, coming up with, you know, tune yeah. in next time. Tune in next time. Same but time. Same but channel. That's from the Batman TV show. Cool. Is that a clue? I don't know. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's a riddle. 
Do you want me to wrap this up with? Yes, I thought because you've you've thought you've thought of like a, a a funny concluding. You know those tedious endings we have. You're only supposed to blow the bloody doors off of the podcast. See there, guys. Overnight. Could have been worse.